Any views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent those of WSIC. All systems are a go. Ladies and gentlemen, hold on to your seats. Taking care of Iredell with North Carolina State Representative Jeff McNeely is about to begin in five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, Iredell County. Hope everybody's doing well this morning. It's a little dreary, a little rainy out there. Uh, things are getting a little mucky on the farm, and I think they're getting a little mucky everywhere. But that's all right. It's that time of year, folks. It is. Speaking of that time of year, uh, tonight, 630 over at the Ag Center, uh, going to be a candidate's forum. It'll be for the District 84, which is my district. Uh, so all three candidates, matter of fact, the two Republicans, myself, and John Galena, and uh, the Democrat, I think Chris Gilbert's his name. I don't really know him well, and I apologize for that. But uh, we're all going to be there. And then all your county commissioner candidates, far I know, far as I know, are going to be there. And this Farm Bureau sponsoring this. I'd like to thank them. So please come out tonight, 630, at the uh, Ardell County Ag Center over there off of Bristol Drive. And uh, just hear what the people that are going to be elected are saying and uh, become educated. I think it's a great thing. Uh, this morning, got a good show. We got Brad Howard going to call in here probably just about any minute now. Uh, then I got Lakeitha Bobbish that's going to come on in the second part of the show. Brad's running for county commissioner. Lakeitha, she's running for the school board. And so we're going to have him in. One real quick bit of housekeeping. Looks like I see the light blinking now, Joe. So what's happening here? Um, you know, I uh, had a lady write an article out of Mooresville about uh, Novant Health possibly purchasing uh, Davis Regional here and Lake Norman Regional. Uh, and, and, you know, right now we only have Ardell Memorial. And, and I said in that article maybe that Ardell Memorial was a little overwhelmed. And I apologize for that. My friend and a uh, good supporter of mine, John Green, called me up and said, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's actually really good. And I know it is. Uh, they've done a lot of work over there. Actually expanding right now. Should be completed this spring if the weather works for them. So they're going to have their emergency room even larger than they have so they can accommodate and, and, and do a wonderful job. We're very blessed as a community to have Idle Memorial Hospital for sure. And now that there are only one in the states, Larry, we're very blessed to have them and the work they do. So uh, just know this. But we're still wanting to talk to the SEC because I do believe it would be nice to have the emergency room over at Davis as an option. You never know when something's going to happen. A lot of triage has to happen. So we've got I'm not going to take a caller, but I will take my guest. So here we go. We're going to go ahead and get to Brad Howard now. See if he's on the line. We'll bring him in. Hey, Brad, are you there? Jeff, I'm here. How are you doing? I am doing well. Hope you are, too. How's things going down your way? I, I know you do a thing today uh, for the uh, development and uh, for, uh, um, I guess, just real estate in general and whatnot in the South Idle area, and I'm taking you away from all that, and I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm excited to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, here we go. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, Brad, why do you want to be a county commissioner and tell us a little bit about yourself first who is brad howard so the people can get to know you and then why are you running for county commissioner okay who is brad howard well i'm an iredell county native first and foremost i've uh, lived in iredell county most of my life uh, for those of you uh, local uh, i graduated i went to uh Mountmore elementary raleigh middle and i graduated from morrisville high school uh then after high school uh Attended and graduated from UNC Charlotte, uh, business degree, uh, while I worked full-time in manufacturing in Mooresville. 
I've witnessed a lot of changes in Iredell County over the past 47 years. Uh, from a business standpoint, I've had successful careers in manufacturing, operations, uh, marketing, food service, hospitality, real estate, uh, and community development. Uh, through all that is where I learned the importance of connecting and collaborating and working with others together uh, to succeed. I met my wife, Nikki. Uh, we met in Mooresville High School a long time ago. Uh, we have three children, Asher, Beckett, and Lachlan. Uh, so because of that, I do understand the importance to create a safe and prosperous community where everyone can thrive. I'm committed to being a transparent voice and making an impact for all the people of Iredell County. All right. Well, um, that's, that's who I am. That's who I am. Um, and I think you had a second part to that. Well, I, you know, you kind of answered it in the fact that, uh, you know, why are you running uh, for county commissioner? What has led you to put your throw your hat in the ring, as they say? Okay. Um, threw my hat in the ring because I care. Because Iredell County is my home. Been here multiple gener or my family's been here multiple generations. And as a business leader and Iredell County native, uh, my connection to the community drives me to serve. I have a track record uh, professionally and in the community that demonstrates my abilities to impact positive changes for the challenges and opportunities they'll face the county in the future. Uh, I committed, I'm committed to fiscal responsibility, uh, transparent, accessible, and accountable representation. And with the recent tax increase, uh, I believe we need transparent, effective leadership, and I'm ready to serve. I believe in freedom, reasonable conversation. Uh, we need a solutions-first attitude. And, and, I put my business-minded experience. Oh, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Or I was gathering my thoughts. No, no, no. no. I was just uh, saying that I put my business-minded experience to work uh, to help protect the taxpayers and improve how our local government works for all the residents and help attract new business and new jobs to our, our community. Well, and I know that uh, you and your father, y'all have done a lot of development and brought a lot of jobs. Now, this is not your first time. You ran once before, but that was a while back. Uh, that was, when was it? That was about 2012, 14. I can't oh, remember. Oh, no, it was before then. It was, so yeah, so thinking back, that was, it was before I had kids. Hmm. So it was, uh, like 2000, it was 2008, Eight? I think was the last time I ran. Yeah, and then after that, you know, I was uh, I, I I did my time in the county party, and I uh, was delegate down in Tampa uh, to the RNC. Mm -hmm. So a uh, lot lot of history there in the party and uh, in the county. That's right. That's right. Been around. Been around. All right. Well, now one of this here. Let me get back into my questions, and I know what it is, but I got to pull it up here. Uh, there was a lot of talk about the budget increase this past year. Was this the right thing to do? And would you have done anything differently? And we got about two minutes to a break, so you can start it, and then we'll bring them back in. But go ahead and give me, give, go ahead and start it here. Was it the right thing okay. to do? Um, was it the right thing to do? Um, not exactly, uh, but we'll uh, we'll get into that. I'm a fiscal conservative, number first and foremost. So just want to get that out there, and I believe in lower tax and less government. And as we know with this with this question here, Iredell County, I did experience. I think it was roughly a 26% uh, countywide average tax increase, but we've had this discussion before. A lot of people got a much, much higher uh, tax bill than that. Some of them got 50, 70, 80. Some people got close to double. Uh, so what I want to do is work hard to bring better transparency and understanding 
uh, and to have open dialogue and discussion on the needs and versus the wants uh, and make sure our money spent as efficiently as possible. Carefully evaluate the trade-offs uh, between the essential services and minimize tax burden on the residents. So looking at the factors of population growth, infrastructure demand, and educational requirements. I'll do everything in my power to promote economic development, recruitment, and expansion within the county and work to promote programs like Idle Ready to better help expand and diversify our tax base. And I'll, I'll advocate for better communication. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Idle Ready is where our school system basically is trying to make sure they got students lined up and connected with businesses. Hey, let's go ahead and we're going to yeah. take a break with that right there. Uh, we'll be right back, Brad, so just hold tight. Folks, y'all hang in there. We're going to hear more from Brad, so just be with us and uh, we're going to get this done. All right, we'll be right back. There's more Taking Care of Iredell with North Carolina Representative Jeff McNeely on the way from 105.9, 100.7, WSIC. Now back to more Taking Care of Iredell with your host, NC Representative Jeff McNeely on 105.9, 100.7, WSIC. All right, we're back here. Got heading towards the middle part of the show. Got uh, Brad Howard on running for county commissioner. Brad, you still with us, sir? I'm here. I'm All here. right, cool deal. Uh, I don't know. You know, there was a second part of that question. You may want to hit on a little bit. Would you have done anything differently in raising the uh, the amount of budget that was raised? You know, I would have, and uh, you know, in looking at you know other counties and the counties that surround us, uh, you know, twenty six percent increase was. Uh, that harsh, in my opinion. Uh, you know, our, our budget went from $258 million, I believe, up close to $323 million. This makes about $26 million, or, or 26%, or 70-ish, plus minus million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's a big number, Jeff. Well, and, You know, what I would have done different is, oh, I, I was saying we, we, we went from, was it 53 and three-quarter cent and you know, the, to go revenue neutral would have been down to about 39 cents. Yeah. Obviously, there's inflation and a lot of other numbers in there. So, we, you know, going revenue neutral, I don't think was an option. But I think it was a, a better balance between the two uh, so that, you know, you don't you don't hit the pocketbooks of, you know, a lot of folks on fixed incomes. And, uh, you know, everybody else is, is still in the pain uh, in the economy. And uh, I would have just done it a little different myself. Well, I, yeah, th- unfortunately, inflation, not only does it hit each of us individually, but it also hits businesses and it also hits government. But so so in your, your take on it, you, you think there's somewhere in the middle ground you could have been that wouldn't have been quite as bad in this time in this economy. I, be- I believe that was that would have been the correct answer. But, uh, okay. you know, we are where we are and we'll, we'll jump in there and, and fix it when we get there and uh, try to make it a little less painful for, for the all right, and this is kind of a little bit of a different thing here. But what, in your mind, as going to be a county commissioner if you win, what is the next big thing Iredell County has to, I guess as the old world says, tackle, and how are you going to go about handling it? So what do you think the next big thing that we've got coming on the horizon we've got to take issue with? I don't know if it's exactly one next big thing. There's, there's, a, there's a few <laughs> things. But, always, uh, always. Certainly, right. certainly, certainly, 
There, there, yeah, certainly there's a lot, a lot of people, uh, a lot of needs. Um, so first and foremost, I think addressing the educational infrastructure needs is, is our crucial uh, top priority right now. Um, because as you know, we invest in education and it pays long-term dividends. Uh, you know, we got to invest in schools and additional training and community colleges because of the strength in that investment in the future. Uh, it, it'll, it'll, in quality education, for the students to succeed, that skilled workforce will help Iredell County attract business, boosting economic growth and tax revenue long-term. So specific projects, you know, the completion of Weathers Creek High School is a priority. So we need to avoid that situation that we had. I know you probably remember this. I can't, uh, I can't remember the exact year. Uh, when Lake Norman High School opened years ago, um, mobile classrooms are needed on day one. You know, and, and, and here I'm scared with Weathers Creek. By the time it gets open, we're going to hit that same issue again uh, just because of the growth in Iredell County. So we just have to be more forward-looking and plan, plan better for the future. So we've got to work closely with administrators, architects, construction teams to expedite these processes and advocate for timely funding allocation uh, so we can meet these milestones uh, head on um, and minimize the need for temporary solutions like the mobile classrooms and some of the things that may come up with this particular issue. But we're going to be able to solve the problems as they come up. Uh, we'll just do a better job planning. Uh, planning as we go along for the future, looking 10, 20, 50 years down the road. Well, and, and you know, the high school, we've heard numbers that started out at $80 million is what they put in the bond, and then it went somewhere close to $200 million. Now they, they're back down to $120 million. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, we need to get maybe a little bit better cost estimate on what exactly is going to be to build what we need. But, you know, there is there are ways to build a school, and maybe you don't finish it all exactly on that first day. Uh, so right. Rome was not built in a day. Maybe we have to work around on the, on the athletic side or something until we can get it done. But the main thing is that we're educating the children, and we have places to put children to educate them. So that's, that's a critical thing. And right. it, there's an elementary school that they're talking about, too. So we're, we're, it's not just a high school right. going to get built. There's more, and it'll always be more, and it's coming. There's, that's right. That's right. And, uh, too, it's not just the cost of the, the high school that's, that's more than doubled or doubled, or depending on who you talk to and where the final bids aren't in. But it's also the cost of the capital, right? So the, oh, yeah. the $80 million in general obligation, yeah, that, that number is almost doubled. That interest rate's almost doubled. And then if you look at the $40 million that's been approved as limited obligation debt, that's going to be at a higher interest rate than even the updated uh, limited obligation debt. So not only is the cost of the school doubled, the cost to carry the school has doubled, just the infrastructure uh, debt service. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, there's a lot of variables that, that go into this. And, you know, I think just with the, the right, you know, the proper planning, uh, this, this can be avoided in the future. All right. Well, let me ask you this question. If elected, and, and, and you know, there's a reason a lot ah, people run, you know, and, and it's not an easy thing, but there's usually something that's near and dear to them. May not be near and dear to everybody, but maybe near and dear to them, or it could be a shared thing. What is some personal project, maybe that you you would like to get you would like to see get done or fixed? You know, is there anything that you feel, you know, maybe above and beyond schools that Iredell County really needs to do, and and and, and what is it? What do you, what is your passion? 
Um, well, there's not really one specific project. You know, my passion is this is my home. This is where I grew up. Um, I just want to be sure that uh, the capital, the pressing needs for the capital projects that are necessary are getting addressed. I want to make sure that the public safety needs, uh, law enforcement, EMS, fire, are all getting addressed. And I believe that we just need to have, you know, open, honest dialogue so that we plan for these things in the future uh, and aren't broadsided like we were, broadsided like we were uh, this last year. Uh, as a business leader, I'll apply my skills to, uh, to ensure that Iredell County is a great place for generations to come. My kids, you know, my family, you know, grew up here. I grew up here. I want this to be a great place where my kids can grow up. Um, want to focus on fiscal conservatism, transparent tax policies, uh, preserving, protecting, uh, and growing our agricultural heritage, okay. um, making sure that education options and choices are there uh, for all families because, uh, you know, I'm a huge proponent of public school, public charters, independent schools, and homeschooling. I believe that, you know, every family's needs are different and every student's needs are different, and we need to have those options. Uh, amen, amen. Uh, we got to support uh, law enforcement, fire departments uh, to ensure a safe community and stand up for the property rights uh, and create new employment to foster a thriving job market uh, so that we can have a balanced and sustainable economy. And again, at the end of the day, this campaign is uh, not about me. It's about us. And in that, I mean all of us. And I need your support. So if you'll join me at campaign events, community events, and just sit down and share your thoughts. I just want to have dialogue with, with everyone around the county um, to find out what, you know, what, what everyone's issues are, what everyone's opportunities are, so that we can have dialogue openly you know, in the right setting so we can address these issues so that they don't fester and become a problem down the road. So that's, that, that's, that's what I'm looking for. And good to hear you speak about agriculture. And for y'all out there that don't realize, Brad, Brad is kind of a farmer. He's a chicken farmer in South Ardell, which is a rare thing. <laughs> if anyone would like some roosters that's listening right now, I've got a couple. But, uh, my wife would be very happy if I, uh, you know, if I give away. All right, we're starting to turn into home ad show here. Next thing you know, I'm going to be taking calls on how to get <laughs> I'll, rid of I'll trade you some. I'll trade you two roosters for one hen. How about that? I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. Uh, you know, tell us this real quick. We got about uh, two minutes. Um, all right. Websites, uh, Facebook. What you got? You know, what? What? How can we find Brad Howard on social media? Oh, the easiest way to find me on social media is just. Uh, all my personal accounts, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Um, just go to Brad Howard and uh, or Brad Howard, put in Iredell County, and it should come up. That, that's the easiest way to get me. And I think maybe my, my cell phone number is on most of those sites. So I want to hear from everybody because I, I generally care about everyone's interests and concerns and how do we address them. Uh, because, you know, like I said in the beginning, Iredell County is my home. It's where I was born been here multiple generations i don't have anywhere to go so uh i just want to make it a better place for for my kids and hopefully their grandkids in the future all right we got about 45 seconds give me your 45 second why i should vote for brad howard just right to the point 
right to the point. Well, I am a lifelong resident of Iredell County. I've seen all of the changes over the last 47 years. So, you know, from, you know, from an outsider's perspective, maybe doesn't, hasn't seen everything. You know, I grew up on Langtree Road when it was a, a little offshoot dirt road. There was no Langtree Road. There was no Brawley School intersection <laughs> for the people in the South. Um, it was a different place. I mean, I think the town of Morrisville had a population of like 8,000 people. So now it's 100,000 people. So there's been a lot, uh, a lot of, a lot of changes and uh, just knowing how to, to roll with the changes and, and make it a great place to live. Well, we're very blessed. We live in a beautiful county and a beautiful area, and the Lord has given us the geographical lottery win with the lake and all the farmland we have. So, Well, Brad, I know you're going to do a great job. We're going to have to go. Good luck out there. Uh, Brad Howard running for county commissioner, folks. All right, Brad, you take care. Thank you for calling in. Stay with us. We'll have more taking care of Iredell with NC Representative Jeff McNeely after these messages on 105.9, 100.7, WSIC. Now back to more taking care of Iredell with your host, NC Representative Jeff McNeely on 105.9, 100.7, WSIC. All right, back here for the second part of the show. Uh, got... Uh, Lakeitha Bobbish in here with me. Yes. I've misspelled her last name for the last while, <laughs> and we've gone through that, and I apologize for that. Oh, so dear. anyway, we're getting it there, though. It's B-O-B-I-S-H. I had two Bs at one point, and then I had an I-T. And anyway, but y'all y'all will be able to find her on the ballot. Yes. I guarantee it. And that's all that really counts, no matter how bad I butchered or whatever. So yeah. All right, uh, Lakeitha, let's just get into it. Now, you yes. ran for county commissioner. I did. So, people, you're you're not a stranger out no, there. People's not at heard all. your name and they've seen your face and they've heard you talk. But we're going a different angle now. I know. We're going um, a different I'm angle. On the on the different part of the ballot this time. Yeah, going for school board and it's district <laughs> district two two district two. They changed them and that I, messed oh me up. Oh man, it's I mean, been. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was actually part of the change, but that don't mean I got to pick the numbers. <laughs> so anyway, well, real quick. Uh, I always try to start this out. Uh, who is Lakeitha Bobbish? Bobbish, got to get it right. <laughs> and and why is she running for school board? Yes, of course, Jeff. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, it was a joy having you on my show yeah, a little while ago. It was. It was. <laughs> so it's kind of like ah, I'm back to being interviewed and not interviewing. So, uh, but yeah, so I am a mom of two ISS students. Um, I have a five and a seven year old who attend ISS schools right now. Um, one of my daughters is considered an EC student, and that means that she uh, is in special needs-based learning. So ISS has done very well uh, to have classes for her uh, where she's able to follow uh, an IEP and meet her goals. And uh, You may want to tell what it. these abbreviations are because everybody uh, doesn't know uh, them. <laughs> Acronyms are part of government, folks. It's ridiculous, but go ahead. Yes. So um, I need to actually get up on that as well okay so uh, no problem no problem i always just say iep 504 um so it basically means that it is individual a scheduled education, education plan. plan yeah individual education plan where basically it's that she has to follow a certain set of goals a certain set of of needs that she will either progress to 
not, and they will go from there once we have our um, IEP meeting. Yeah, it kind of has their own special curriculum yes, that they do, which is basically. wonderful that they can you know take that and break it all the way down to one student. So that's yes. a great thing. That's a and great my thing. other daughter is is um, an up and coming science student. She is very smart when it comes to science. Um, so over there at Lakeshore, they're considered um, a STEM school as well. Yeah, so that's science that's and technology um, based education. And um, she's just really flourishing in that. Good. Um, you know, and she's coming up in her reading and, and math and things. Um, just So part of the reason, again, why I'm running is just, again, to be an advocate for parents who have children who are in these kinds of classes. I'd like to see more STEM students uh, arise and more STEM classes. I'd like to continue to advocate for parents who have students who are in IEP type classes as well. Okay. All I've right. also been a teacher for quite some time. I've been teaching children ages 4 to 18 for about 16 years in the realm of oh, dance. Wow. Yes. I've been a dance teacher for a quite some time. Um, I actually have students I now who are... I did not know that. <laughs> I have students now who are teachers, uh, which has been really great to see. Um, so, yes, I also have now a sole proprietorship for a small dance company that's up and coming in the southern part of the county. I'm excited about that to continue teaching children uh, in faith-based dance. Okay. Um, so that is another thing. I have just a passion for the arts, and I'd like to continue to see parents uh, who have children um, with those passions to be able to flourish. I heard that um, there's only one elementary school that has a kind of like drama type thing going on, so I'd like to look into that and see how we can maybe help change that a little bit. I'm also experienced and educated. Obviously, this is my first time around running. Uh, when I ran the first time, I, I did explain that I have some experience also in government and legislation. I worked in the state house yep. for two years. Um, I've been a paralegal for about 10 years. I have lots of customer service field experience as well. Um, as well as, again, just being on boards. I've been on three boards now. And um, just the education to back up the experience. You know, okay. two two uh, bachelor's degrees in political science, international relations, my master's degree, uh, which allowed me to study the county a little more with regard to homelessness and even going to uh, one of the schools, East Iredell Elementary School, to learn more about what it is to be a McKinney-Vento student, uh, meaning that the student is displaced, uh, doesn't have a home, is, is in and out of district uh, for their schooling and, and what it is. Uh, that affects their education. So. That 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 plays a lot. The home yes. life plays so much into exactly. the education side. People yes, don't I think, found but some very interesting data on that. You can't have crazy at home and expect to come, that kid to come to school and be able to get absorb the material and do it. There's just too yes. much distraction, too much else going on. Exactly. All right, we're gonna we're gonna jump right in right here. We so we we get why you're running. I think uh, care a lot about kids. It sounds like. What do you see? Is the biggest obstacle facing public education in the future? Not say even in the near future. To yes, you know, Jeff. So I'm out here. I'm in the community. I'm talking to parents, you know, in the district and you know, just around the county. And several of them have different, uh, you know, concerns of what the future of education holds. And one main concern is this advancement in technology uh, concerning AI. You know, so as we're moving forward with technology, it's awesome. It's great. It's innovative. Um, but some parents are concerned that, okay, is this 
going to start taking over in our education system. We did see a little bit of this happening, right, during during the time of the, the sickness, is what I like mm. to say, so we don't get flagged. <laughs> 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 Trying to get you shadow banned, I'm sorry. Yep. But we saw a little bit of that happening, um, you know, during the time of that where we were on Zoom calls uh, with the Zoom classes, you know, so we were... A lot of the curriculum time was being on the computer um, and things of that nature. So parents have concerns of, hey, are we is this what we're moving forward to now? Are, are we having a hands off approach to learning for our kids or will we continue on in that traditional type of education where we have the actual teacher in the classroom? Uh, another a concern that parents have while I'm out here talking in the community has a lot to do with um, their rights in education. I just can't thank you and Gray and, and Vicky enough for helping to be proponents and advocates for that parents' rights in education yep. bill um, and, and overturning that veto uh, of Cooper. And so parents have concerns that, hey, you know, are my kids learning reading, writing, and arithmetic or other things being slid in here uh, that, you know, don't align with my values, that, that aren't going to be successful for them, that are distractions that are taken away from what they actually should be learning. Um, so these are some obstacles that I do see because I don't mean I don't see that specific thing in ISS at the moment. Um, there have been real tricklings here and there of some things that I've had concerns about, but in other districts around, obviously, the country, and even in the state of North Carolina, we, we do see that. We do see that things are trickling into the curriculums that parents just do not agree with. So that is something that I want to continue to have an eye on our education for the future success of our kids. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had a candidate throw out deregulating, and, and I don't even know what that means. It, sound, it almost to me sounds like it might be the end of public oh, school. Man. So uh, it's one thing to de deregulate in a conservative county. Yes. Another thing to deregulate. Deregulate in Durham, County. right, or Wake, or, <laughs> or yeah, wherever. You don't Mecklenburg. know what you get. Exactly. You don't know what you get. So it's a little scary. All right, this next one is something that's it's kind of because I was a you know past county commissioner. Um, it's kind of a good question, I think, because where does it really go? And and that should the school board and the administration be involved in the school building process, other than identifying the areas where they are needed and how many students they should accommodate? So, how far should the school system now? They pretty much do all the design, everything, and the county commissioners are kind of handed a bill and said, "Here's what we want." Y'all figure out how to pay for it. So where do you think the school board really falls in on that? Do they need to keep doing what they're doing? Or is this something maybe where they'd be better served to concentrate on the education and county commissioners are going to have to fund it anyway? Let them figure out how to pay for it and what they're going to buy, what they're going to build. What do you think on that? Okay, so that is the question, right? What do right. I think? So again, I'm somebody who really wants to follow policy first of all. So I would like to be able to see policy regarding this, um, first of all, and then second of all. Um, I will say this, when I ran for commissioner the first time, it was very important to me um, to maintain good relationships with all candidates, with commissioners. Um, and this is the same thing in the school board race. You want to maintain good relationships. So I believe that government agencies, I believe that local boards they who work together should be amicable to each other and be able to work together uh, in order to have efficiency and effectiveness and moving on to projects and also being able to obviously according to policy um, stay in our own lanes but 
I think in the short of it, according to just an educated opinion that I have because of taking courses uh, for public school uh, administration that um, when I got my master's degree, the short answer is, is, is yes, um, only in the regard that when you are an administrator in the school, you are in the schools, you see what's going on from day to day, um, you have a hands-on approach of what is going on in each school. Um, and so you also are able to see what needs to be maintained and, and what is what is going well and what is not going well. Um, so on these reports, I know from going to school boards uh, meetings, they're given to the school board members to assess and to hear out and, and to learn more about. I also like to kind of equate it to, you know, uh, if you're going to build a house, you know, and you're already living, you already know your living situation and, and the needs that you have. So wouldn't you want to have a say and be a part in what is going to be built and what is going to be happening with regard to building a school? At the same time, when I go back to, again, the other government agencies um, that have a say, we all need to know and understand our role um, in the different parts that we play with let me, regard let me to funding. Let me get you the whole right there. Hey, folks, stay tuned. We're coming right back. We'll be back with more of NC Representative Jeff McNeely and taking care of Iredell after this short break on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Call now to speak with NC Representative Jeff McNeely at 844-STUDIO-4. It's taking care of Iredell on 1059 100.7 WSIC. All right, folks, back here with Keitha Bobbish. And she's running for school board, and so we're talking right now about whether, you know, basically should should the school system and the school board be the one that kind of develops the plan for buildings or not? And she's she's kind of talked to You think they need to be involved? Involved. I definitely do believe that there should be some involvement. There should be some say. Again, only with a, an educated opinion um, from what I've learned uh, in being a public school administrator um, and knowing the ins and outs and having the collaboration too with the construction workers to say, hey, you know, at this part of the building, it would work better for emergency services to come in and to come out. And if we have uh, a fire drill and this and that. So they just have a better understanding too of the ins and outs of, of being there. Okay. Um, so it. that is, again, just an educated <laughs> yeah. opinion. There's no right so or wrong in this. I understand. You know, there's no right or wrong. You know, again, I ran for commissioner as yep. well. You've seen both sides of the book. <laughs> there it is. So I, I understand. I just really want to be a proponent uh, of working together. Okay. Um, as as boards, as governmental agencies together. There you go. All right, the next question is, how important is workforce development to you? Um, this is just honestly such an honest, such a great question for me um, because on my little palm cards, I put vocational studies as innovation. And as it turns out, there's actually a state statute that came out back in January of 23 mm -hmm. um, that goes right along with this and i want to read it just for two seconds i'm not going to take up too much time we got time like like jeff took up my time the other night at the meeting but it's, it's okay <laughs> i had a lot of stuff to say folks I yeah, lot of, yes. nah, i'm sorry i did i kind of i said it was going to be brief and that was a, that was a lie but so anyway. so this is this is me getting back at no i'm just kidding um so north carolina general statute chapter uh 115 C uh, 64.16, a program establishment, there's established education and workforce innovation program yep. to foster innovation in education that will lead more students graduating 
uh, career and college ready. And these funds are appropriated to the program. They'll be used and awarded to competitive grants for individual schools and administrations, again, with regard to vocational studies. And I cannot be more of an advocate for this because what I'm seeing, Jeff, is where where has the workforce gone? Mm. What, what, is, I, I what think has happened? All, I think they all is, died with that thing you were talking I, about that you know, we can't say so we don't get flagged. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're just seeing more and more uh businesses shut down more and more people staying home and, and working you know yeah. from their computers and and this and that and so um that that particular this, uh, bill went along with uh be pro be proud and, yes. it, and it's, oh, it's, it's be, the pro was professional yes. not doctor but construction be yeah. able to run equipment be able Pl- plumbing, to plumbing electric yeah all, of all these trades yes exactly be, be proud so, be a professional be proud there of it. it is i mean you know i'm proud that i have my degrees uh, you know they've set me up you know in order to run for office in order to open businesses that i, I i'm opening now and, and things like that but it, you don't have to always take that route it's what depends on that certain student what is going to bring out their passion and their desire to be successful in the real world what is going to help them to continue on in the traditional uh things that we have founded on in our country to work hard for our families and to provide to have our own things that we are taking care of it it just seems again not to be conspiracy theorist but it just seems right it just seems that that's what's being taken away right now that we should be dependent more on on government and we should be dependent more on other means of receiving our funding and not working on our own. So I would really love to see, and I love the CATS building um, that we have here in ISS. They have done such an awesome job with that. And just the kids that come in and they get their awards and certifications and they get recognition for what they're doing over there and graduating um, with technical uh, degrees and, and going on to be in these kinds of careers. I mean, I just commend ISS for I think uh, it's being great. a big proponent and, of that. And, you know, the Idle Ready, basically apprenticeship programs and stuff like that, too. Exactly. So not only are they, they, they get them a skill yes. at, at CATS, but then they're allowed to get into the workplace and understand how right. to apply that skill in real it. business atmosphere. So it's a, it's a cool thing. Yes. It really is. And that's absolutely what is needed. I believe that 100%. That is something that truly needs focus. And again, I mean, I was asked, too, um, on one of my questionnaires, if funding should be appropriated more towards that at this point in time. Again, it depends on uh, the board because not every single school board is the same across uh, the country. Um, but yes, if that were to come up, um, that is something that I would definitely be an advocate for and, and look more into, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, you know, now everybody's calling me here all of a sudden. <laughs> Folks, I'm on there. Listen to me. Quit, quit calling me. Getting all these calls. Popular, the popular. I guess, evidently. Evidently. Let me get back to where we were here just a little bit here. Hold on one second, because every time that happens, it throws my phone off here. That's what happens when you go with new technology instead of paper. But anyway, yeah, uh, you know, we're constantly on the state side uh, trying to recruit businesses, bringing in large manufacturers, but also incentivizing small yeah, business. Yeah, the small guy. The small and, guy. And everybody else because they, they got to have labor force too. And, and I've never met a company that started out with a thousand employees. I just haven't. They may be some there, but I yeah. haven't never met them. And you know, I'm not running for commissioner 
right now, obviously. But I know with regard to even taxes uh, within municipalities, you know, the more small businesses, according to like a certain area and dynamic of that area, you know, it also affects taxes as well. So it's just something, again, that I really believe that we should be advocates for. Well, like I said, I, you know, um, I look at this and wonder if if we don't need to try. Uh, we have so many youth, and mm. and and I, they they tend to find themselves later instead of sooner, mm. and find that career path. Right, and and so and we're desperate in need. Yes, you know, I right. I used to always kind of I, I won't say I, I won't even call it a laugh. It's kind of a grimace almost. I, when I was the county commissioner, and we'd have people companies come and we'd talk to them and they'd always say well now you've got plenty of workers and good workforce and I'd always go oh yeah oh yeah and in the back of my mind going I hope I'm not lying <laughs> you know but we do we got good people and, okay. and, and we have a workforce you know and, and and we want great jobs for them so that they can raise their family and, and buy houses and buy cars yes. and, and and you know exactly that life sure. liberty pursuit of happiness i know go at it so it's yes, it's very critical we were founded on. very exactly, critical 100 all right uh one thing here all right the next thing i'm gonna ask you is how do we get in touch with lakeith how do we find you I'm, are you on all the social media platforms <laughs> where are we at just about so i do have my own podcast called yep. letters to the people yep. which jeff so kindly on. came on uh, to talk about out. the vetoes. Um, so you can find that on YouTube, Letters to the People. You can reach out to me uh, via that because that is my business email now. Um, letters, the number to the people at gmail.com. Um, okay. I am also on Facebook, but Facebook is giving me an issue changing my commissioner name to school board name. And But I, I'm, <laughs> still on, I'm still on there, folks. Uh, just their ad restrictions are weird. Um, I'm oh, also yeah. on Instagram, Letters to the People as well. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm out here on social media, so you can definitely find me. I've posted several videos on my page. More are coming out with regard to question and answer uh, as to why I'm running. So please go check out my show. Well, and you know, school board it's kind of it's kind of tricky because in districts uh, and the districts yes. have changed, folks. So you may they show time. up at your uh, early voting or your precinct, and all of a sudden you've got a school board race you didn't know you had. Yeah. Your representatives in another group now, or you you're not able to vote because yeah, uh, exactly. it's changed. So so you know get your get your ballot. Go you can go online or you can go down to the board of elections, grab your ballot, and you know they'll tell you who's who's yes. running, who's not, who you can vote for, and who you can't. Early so, voting uh, starts this week. Yeah, it does. Yeah, we'll so be out exciting. there all night and all day. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, they moved it from. I, and I didn't realize this in the last thing, I guess, because for whatever reason. But it used to be 8 to 5. Now it's uh, 8 to 7.30 every oh, night. Man, so yeah. we're out there. In the, we'll start in the dark <laughs> and we'll end in the dark. But, <laughs> Looks but like that's it. politics, folks. That's how it goes. All right. Well, we got a little bit of time, but not much. Give us maybe your minute, minute and a half spill. Why should we vote? For Lakeitha Bobbish for school board, District 2. Why? So besides having an investment in the schools with my daughters being there at this young age and they're coming up now in their education, I'm also somebody who's very involved and very active in the schools as an advocate and volunteer uh, through various organizations. One is Truth Girls, uh, where we are teaching young girls um, as they're growing up what it is to become a woman through the eyes of the Bible mm. and just listening to these girls and what they have to to say, you know, it's something that has really fueled me to be a role model uh, in the schools continually so that 
they feel that there is a great safe landing place for them. I've also been endorsed by North Carolina Values Coalition. After doing uh, their questionnaire and interview, you can find my answers to those questions on iVoter Guide, and they have endorsed me as the conservative candidate in District 2. Okay. And uh, again, with regard to uh, the Parents' Bill of Rights, I just want to continue to be a proponent for families and be their voice and advocate on the board to ensure that, hey, you know, I have your best interests at heart. I have kids in the school, too. I want to see us going in a direction where it's for their success and focus on the things that will bring that out and nothing else intermingled with that okay so. all right sounds good <laughs> i wish you luck thank you uh, it's not easy um, you already any, know that don't you <laughs> anytime you thought you had to ring look out folks you're going to get bloodied and smeared hey. and muddied and everything else so yeah. good luck with it <laughs> thank you anyway you i tell too. you what let me go ahead and let's pray dear heavenly father awesome. dear lord just uh watch Jesus. over watch over us and uh, be with us and lead and guide us as we do throw our hat in the ring and uh, Lord, just uh, I know you'll put the right person in the right place at the yes, right Lord. time. Thank you, Jesus. I pray all this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 All you, right. Jesus. Good luck, hon. Good Thank luck. Thank you so much. All right. You see y'all. A good one. Bye. You've been listening to North Carolina Representative Jeff McNeely. Join Jeff again next Monday morning at 11.05 for Taking Care of Iredell on News Talk WSIC. Serving you better than ever before. 105.9, 100.7. WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.